Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yes, this is a Kevin Wall production on a Tuesday morning, but this is not D.A. Damon is off again this week. Andrew Bogus in for him. D.A. is back where he belongs as of Monday. And save for next Friday, that ends the summer portion of the scheduling here around the show. One more summer Friday after this week. But once we get past this week, basically you're getting the main four of us for the foreseeable future. And somewhere along the way, we're going to sprinkle in the new Sean. As far as I know, nobody knows anything on that front. And we are getting closer and closer to the Bilotti decided deadline for that decision without a decision. So is Pete a liar? Is not your poll question today, but it could be. Your poll question today is coming off of Moist Pork's tweet from last hour, is trash from last hour, trashing a sweet, young, nine-year-old girl, a friend of his daughter, a sleepover at the Moist Pork abode. The girls wake up. It's time for breakfast. The visitor, the guest, says, can I please have some hot cocoa? I'm sorry, honey, we don't have any. I don't have any instant. Okay, well, my mom makes it like this. Could you do that? And a quick no from Moist Pork. Absolutely not. Here's your cereal. Maybe you can have milk and you'll like it. Now, I came to the girl's defense to the extent of maybe moist pork just needed to more politely say no. Say, I'm sorry, I don't have cocoa powder. I don't have confectioner's sugar. I don't know if I have confectioner's sugar in my house. And then you say, so I'm sorry, just, just, just no hot cocoa. What else can I get you? But he apparently gave her a quick dismissive no. To the delight, the glee of the other three people here this morning. Ryan Botcher, immediately to Moist Pork's defense. Kevin Walls said, you'll eat what I give you. Peter Schwartz claiming, this ain't a diner. (laughs) So our poll question today, a simple yes or no poll at CBS Sports Radio. Are you obligated to make something from scratch for a guest at your child's sleepover? That's one of the more specific poll questions we've ever had. It's it's different when it's like, can you make a meal? When someone asks specifically for a certain item, that's when it gets too far. Unless you have like an allergy or anything like that, you cannot demand specific food requests. Well, again, I don't, I don't know that this girl demanded anything. Hot cocoa. She just offered a solution way. to the original problem of, I don't have instant. Okay, well... Can you make it the way my mom makes it? It sounds fancy. That's why. That's why I feel like I'm off. Mm. Now, if she said, make this for me, man, I'm telling you, as a a snobby nine year old, you know, that's what the friend probably came off as. But let me let me ask you a lot of assumptions about this sweet little girl. What's worse, a nine year old making demands to cook something from scratch 
or going out to breakfast or, or whatever time of the day and you get the meal and you ask um, them to return it and make a new one. Well, why am I sending it back? How wrong is it? Instead of uh, the eggs are over easy instead of scrambled. There's too much cheese in my omelet. You can't send it back for too much cheese. I think you could send it back for your eggs being incorrectly prepared because some people just don't want yolk. You can't like that's a thing. I, you don't have that's a that's a thing you don't need to accept. How about the steak being too rare? That's another thing too that you're allowed to send that back. Oh man, you're getting spit on your food then. No, learn how to cook fair. a steak. Yep. Also, if you put it down like they ask you, how do you want it cooked? And they just don't do it the way you asked. Right. That's like you you have an obligation. Yes. To right. Like last week on vacation, we went out to dinner and two people at our table ordered hamburgers or cheeseburgers or whatever. And the waitress said, we just do it here, pink or no pink, instead of the whole scale of medium this, well done. And one person said no pink and one person said pink. And they both came out like medium to medium well. So there, neither one of them had pink in there. Now, again... Me personally, I would have been fine. But I think if you say pink and they give you one that has no pink, you're allowed to go, listen, I A, I'm paying, a, you know, it's $15 for a hamburger and french fries these days at a restaurant. Like, I'm not paying you 50 cents. And you, you, you gave the suggestion. You asked me how I wanted it, and then you don't deliver. You can absolutely ask for a different one. Uh, I feel like you just got to bite the bullet because you don't know. Who you're dealing with down there. No, I get it. It's a dangerous thing, but that, there are some things. Now, if you if you brought Schwartz back in, the Sh- Schwartz would have a longer list of things that you could send back than me. My list is not long, but there are definitely things on there that you'd be allowed to go, hey, I'm. this is not good enough. I feel like half the chefs in Long Island hate Peter. <laughs> He's yeah. definitely been around that block too many times. There, it's... When... When you find trouble as much as the Schwartzes do, it can't always be everybody else. I've never seen someone get hated on for a deli. Like, a deli hates you. Right. I've seen restaurants. A deli being out for you, that's pretty far. And have back-to-back people immediately snotty to you? I mean, I guess it's on the table. But it just, it is amazing. He is the all-time leader in eatery issues. I've never seen anything like it. Like, one time in my life, service was so bad that, like, we considered leaving. And then when we didn't leave, how do you, like, how do I tip this person? Because... That happened to us on Christmas Eve. But that was one time. One time. That happens to him once every six weeks, it feels like. (laughs) Either they don't know how to pick places to eat at, or they somehow fuel the fire. You know how I said yesterday that this place is filled with characters? It's like Disney. Peter's a big-time character. (laughs) No doubt. Literally and figuratively, which is part of the the thing. Now, we've had a couple of very specific trashes this morning on this Trash Tuesday. Um, At Dragon's World 1240... On this Trash Tuesday, I'd like to trash the American luchador for challenging the Dragon Sword 1240 to come down to West Virginia and beat him with a kendo stick this Saturday night. Hashtag wrestling to be continued in Ohio. What a beatdown. I know all of the words in that trash individually. I'm not sure I know what they mean when they're put together in a sentence. Wrestling. Jeffrey C. Branch 
Yo, kind sir, I'm trashing the Ravens for having lost last night. Now I got to buy my coworker a commies fan lunch today. Get them out. Are we calling the commanders commies? Is that a so thing? frustrating? Can we do that? Uh, Coach Encorn trashing Chase Elliott's crew chief who let him run out of gas on Sunday because, quote, we got bad information. What a joke. Hashtag Trash Tuesday. Hashtag do your job. That will contribute to the microplastics in the bottom of the ocean. Have we ever had a NASCAR trash before? That could be historic there. And I, that one, at least I understand what, what, what went down. But the American luchador and kendo sticks, I got well, nothing on that. It's, it's a story. It's male reality shows. If you say so. If you say so. Uh, coming up this hour, an apology from our friends down the hall, but not the one that we asked for. Plus, stunned to a news this hour as well. But let's uh, spend some time here on the second idiot owner of the show this morning. First, it was Jim Ursay. Now it's John Angelos, Peter Angelos' son. I don't know what all their titles are, but John is kind of the face of the organization now. And on the heels of the Kevin Brown suspension fiasco, John Angelos gives an interview that is published yesterday by the New York Times in which he addresses the Kevin Brown scenario, doesn't say exactly what went down, just promises something like that will never happen again. It should have never happened in the first place. Okay, fine. The headline becomes John Angelos talking about how difficult it's going to be for his sweet family to pay all of these good players that are young and coming up either already in the majors or on the horizon for Baltimore. They are 30 games over 500. It has felt like eons since they have been relevant, and they are all sorts of relevant right now. They might be the best team in the American League. They are a World Series contender in Baltimore because they sucked for so long They had all of those draft picks, and they did well with those picks to get Gunnar Henderson, to get Adley Rutschman, to have Jackson Holiday coming, Grayson Rodriguez. All of these other guys are panning out. They're in the majors now. They're about to be in the majors soon. The Orioles, from a baseball-only perspective, are a phenomenal story and are just beginning to scratch the surface of their potential. Again, they're 30 games over 500. They lead the AL East. They've jumped the Rays to what, sort of 13-0. The Yankees and Red Sox in the division are afterthoughts, basically. It's one of the best stories in the game. The city deserves it. That building deserves important games. This could not be a better thing. There's nothing, unless you root for one of their rivals, every baseball fan should be enjoying what the Orioles are doing right now. But first, Baltimore gave us the Kevin Brown embarrassment that took the conversation off the field back to ownership and all of the dumb decisions and bad decisions that they have done and made. And now we get this. John Angelo is telling the New York Times that it's going to be hard, barring a drastic raise in all prices, to pay all of these guys. So they're basically just a handful of days into their major league careers. They are thriving already, and this guy's already telling you not to get attached to some of them because some of them are going to have to go because he can't pay them. Right now, their payroll is just $70 million. That's the that's 28 out of 30 big league teams because all of those guys are on rookie deals, which cost basically nothing. So right now, 
He's not paying out money. And as he threatens raising prices, he never lowered prices when they tanked for year after year after year after year. When they were made no efforts to win, when they had crappy rosters and weren't signing players, weren't trading for guys, were losing to get picks and waiting on those picks. There were no breaks for Orioles fans. They were still paying full price there, and that was money that was going right back into their coffers. The Angelos family is worth roughly $2 billion. They now live in a world, the Orioles do, where the Tampa Bay Rays gave Wander Franco $184 million. The Rays gave a contract, their first big one, but they gave it out now, $184 million. Now, if you're not following along the Wander Franco storyline, that contract is very much in question for non-baseball reasons right now. But the Rays can pay him that. The Atlanta Braves have somehow hoodwinked all of their young players into signing below-market long-term deals. I mean, all of them. Austin Riley makes the most right now, and his contract is for 10 years and $212 million. Matt Olson comes over. Now, he's not young in baseball parlance anymore. He comes over from Oakland. They trade nothing for him, comes from Oakland, and they basically don't miss Freddie Freeman at all. And Matt Olson signs almost immediately eight years, 168. Ronald Acuna Jr., who's one of the best players in baseball, is on an eight-year, $100 million contract. Spencer Strider, 6-75. and 75. Michael Harris, 8-72. and 72. Ozzie Albies, 70-35. and 35. You can make an argument that there is agent neglect in some of those contracts because some of those guys gave up too much and took too little. But the Braves did it. The Orioles can do it. They absolutely can get some of these deals done. It's what it's it's the new thing to do. Now, Fernando Tatis' money is higher. Julio Rodriguez has more money. But it's the same principle. You sign these guys long-term early. You buy out arbitration. You buy out free agency. You get cost certainty. And they get money right away. It, it alleviates all of their risk for injury and whatever. Everybody wins for the most part. So there's a blueprint for this all over the place. And this guy already, before he needs to do any of this, is going, I probably can't do it unless you want to pay $7,000 to come to a game. And right now, it's not that expensive to go to an Oriole game. So I guess in, in his defense, there's room to go up. It, and again, these numbers are always weird to me because they factor in things that you don't necessarily have to pay for. But four tickets, parking, X number of hot dogs, a, you know, a souvenir, $204 for a family of four on average to go to an Oriole game. That's the fifth cheapest ticket, so to speak, in baseball. So there's room to go up without going crazy. And again, they're worth $2 billion. If John Angelos can't afford to keep all of these guys, then his family shouldn't own the Orioles. But he can afford them. He apparently already has laid the groundwork to not afford them. And he keeps promising to show everyone the books. It's like his new throwaway line. He did it in January, and then in March, when people called him on it, he hasn't done it. And he does it again in this article where he goes, if I was to show you the books, but he's not going to show you the books because he can't show you the books because the books don't paint the picture that he's painting, how they're in dire straits. I, I cannot believe that they have again walked themselves into two of these dramas completely unnecessary. 
Kevin Brown never had to be suspended. He didn't even do anything wrong. But even if he had done something wrong, you could have just quietly addressed it, not made it a story. And now with this, these are basically unprovoked answers. He did, he offered these things now to start paving the runway for having to not keep these guys. How long have Orioles fans suffered? And a lot of you are listening, are Orioles fans. You live in this area. And whatever it's been, X number of years, they've been terrible. And now everything is working. All the things you've been waiting for, all the promises you've been that you've been promised, and all the potential that you've been told about is becoming reality. And before that very first fun season's over, this guy's telling you, be prepared to either lose all your money to come to a game or watch these guys walk away. It's just unbelievable how self-sabotage... Like, how do these guys... Now, John Angelos is not Peter Angelos, but Peter Angelos also made some bad choices as well. It's amazing that these men and women, and it's mostly men, obviously, in this sphere, I don't know how some of them made their money in the first place because they seem to be so short-sighted and so ignorant. But we are, again, in these particular instances, dealing with sons of men who made money. It's Peter Angelos, and it was Jim Ursay's father. This is, you know, this is worst-case scenario. What's the old throwaway? He was, he was born on third but thought he hit a triple, something like that. That They just don't, they didn't earn it. They don't have to worry about keeping it but they think they're the smartest guys around. And I, John Angelo's throwing cold water for a second time on finally his baseball team being good. It just sucks. It just sucks. And I feel bad. I Right back to feeling bad for you, Orioles fans. The game is better when Camden's rocking. It's better when there's important games there in September and October. It's better when you guys are good. And you're good and here's your owner telling you, oh, maybe there's an expiration date on the goodness before you even lived a full season. But thank God you've got the team winning in spite of all of that, that the organization didn't sabotage all of this talent, that these guys are showing up, and some of them are better than advertised. And they've got great celebrations. I saw a picture of the day of them all, like at a, a dog adoption thing. Do they want to have a team dog? I mean... The team couldn't be better. And this doofus is in charge of it, and he's already hinting at having to not keep some of them because they're too afraid to spend money as an organization. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4CBS, or 4227 is how you would do that. At Andrew Bogish, at CBS Sports Radio. Keep those trashes coming. When we come back, stunned to a news, some Ravens commander's thoughts as well. It's all next on the DA Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The mothership on this Tuesday morning has got Bogus, Botcher, Wall, Peter Schwartz is here. There's a PGP taping after the show. Wall and myself will sit down for a little bit. Not sure how side B is going to play out this week. Do we talk to Schwartz? Do we talk to Caserta, who almost came in by accident this morning? We already had Botcher on the show recently, so we got to space out our Ryan Botcher appearances. Don't want to oversaturate the market as enticing as he is. And the great reviews of his side B that came in after that one. So either later today or tomorrow, in all the usual places, the PGP will be up. Of course, right now, it's a Trash Tuesday at Andrew Bogish at CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Michael Parker, I want to get in on trashing these kids. My daughter is in the honors program in high school, a varsity cheerleader, and has a part-time job at 15 years old that I have to take her to every other night. It's a huge pain in the butt taking her to all these places. Michael, you're not wrong. I defended the nine-year-old who wanted hot cocoa, but this is a, this is a fair assessment of the situation. We have told our kids they've, you know, once they got old enough to join teams, clubs, whatever, you can try everything. You've no idea what a kid's going to like, right? Sports, art, music, acting, cooking classes, whatever. You want to try it, and it's within monetary reasons, great, let's try it. But now, but all of a sudden, you live in a world where baseball practice, soccer practice, softball practice, horseback riding, dance class, dentist appointments. My daughter's about to go to a middle school that's not in our neighborhood anymore. So now either she goes on a bus or we got to go get her. She's going to be there after school for stuff. So it only gets more and more. At some point, you're just a professional chauffeur. And you're not even professional because you're not getting paid for it. Like until the, And I also don't want them to drive. Like That's the thing that scares me the most as a parent is when they have a car and they leave and I'm not there to watch over them. So I want to, on one hand, I want to drive them places forever so I know that they get there safely, they get home safely. But now, having lived in this never-ending string of appointments and commitments, maybe you should be able to drive at like 13 years old. Maybe that's old enough now to get it off my plate. Because 13? It, I'm kidding, but it's oh, okay. overwhelming sometimes. The amount of things these kids are signed up for. Schwartz nodding, he knows. Was not on the Santa Bonita. We have another train. driver now, but we have another driver now. Okay. Bradley's driving. But so it takes a little bit of the heat off you, but it, until then it's it's overwhelming. Well, it it takes a little bit of the heat off, but they're all it also causes a little bit of an issue too, because we now have three drivers in the house and two, and cars. two cars. Right. So my 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 wife Cheryl, like God bless her, uh woke up with me this morning to took me to take me to the train because Bradley needed to take a car to foot, high school football practice this morning. <laughs> so I couldn't leave Cheryl without a car for the whole day. You know, she works from home, 
but she still would have to take Jared somewhere right. or have to run to the store. So she has to get up with me now uh, to take me to the train for 4.30 in the morning. Oof. And so so Bradley could have the car. Now, you would think Bradley would get up at 4.30 in the morning. Right. Like, he's got to get up for 7 o'clock practice. So when that's presented to him, he's like, I have to sleep a little bit more. I have practice. Can I present a solution? Yeah, yeah you have a solution. What if? Yeah. What if you drive a car to the train in the morning so your wife doesn't need to get up? Mm-hmm. Or Bradley. When Bradley wakes up and he's rested and ready to go for practice, right. what if your wife drives him in the other car to the parking lot? He then takes your car out of the lot to do whatever he wants. Right. And then one of them picks you up on your return home. That's actually a really good idea. Well, Cheryl's already picking me up at the train later. Right. So now at least no one's getting up early to take you to the train at 4.30. That's an excellent point, and I'm going to bring that up in a family meeting tonight before we watch Hard Knocks. Do you want me to call the meeting? Um, I'm going to zoom in and lay this out for everybody? I think if there's a dispute, I'll 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 get you on the phone. Okay. Should I, you want to write it down, map it out for you, or you think you can, no, I think you can I got relay it. the details? No, I think I got it. Make that. a PowerPoint. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd be honored if I was zooming into the Schwartz living room <laughs> with some kind some of people whiteboard. Here are not invited in the Schwartz home. Yeah. So yeah, I can think of honor. a few names. Right. I, so I, I understand, believe me, I understand the honor. And we have spent a strange amount of time breaking down the food, the memorabilia, the knickknacks in yeah. your living room. Yeah. If I was there, even just through Zoom, it'd be an honor. You know, we'll see what happens. I have, I have to, to ask, though, Peter, is Bradley now in charge of the deli runs in the Schwartz home? <laughs> no, I'll tell, you, no, I'll tell you what he's in charge of. This is And, and if, if he doesn't get elected one of the team captains this year, I don't know how he would ever do this in his life. But now that he has, now that he's driving and going to these practices in his own, his own car, but in one of our cars, he now chauffeurs some of his teammates around to the local 7-Eleven or they go to breakfast in the morning after practice. You know, Whatever he's now, he's now the big shot because not right. everybody on the team is driving. I miss those days so, so he much. He is now. He went to he. Everybody had to have a lock. The whole football team, everybody, JV and varsity, had to have a combination lock for their lockers by yesterday morning. And by uh, Sunday, it was apparent on their group chat that not every player on the team had a combination lock. So Sunday afternoon, Bradley wanted to go to a store to go purchase a series of combination locks, like 10 of them. And he brought them with him to practice yesterday and then handed them out and then everybody you know, paid him back you know, via whatever, Venmo, sure. something like that. So he's now, he's taking advantage of the opportunity he's got in front of him to earn some a lot of points, but that he has now become the driver to 7-Eleven to breakfast to convenience stores, to shopping stores, nice to take care of his teammates. And how he's seventeen. Seventeen. So and he has free. He has he's a full license. There's no full restrictions. Can drive at he night could, or anything like that. He could drive whenever he wants. He listen. He's been driving us crazy since December second, two thousand five. So, <laughs> so this is really no different. Yeah. Uh yeah. I'm not prepared for that. It's and, it's difficult. I have to tell you. I mean, when, when he first started doing it. You know, you, you know, there, there's. They call that handle on in in the car the oh, you know what handle for a reason. Yeah. Now, are you already at the point where can you go to sleep if he's not home, or no. do you stay up until he's home? We stay up until he's home. 
Yeah. Well, if I'm working, my wife will stay up. Somebody's up. Yes, yeah, somebody's up. Yeah. We're not at that point yet where he just waltzes in. No, no Life 360. Oh, no, he's got. we got Life 360. I feel like everyone's got Life 360. And if it gets turned off, the keys get taken away. See? The Schwartzes know. The Wall family didn't know that their daughter turned hers off to go skydiving yesterday. Mm. That's an immediate issue with the system. Yeah. you got to be alerted to that. That's not how it works. Mode. Airplane mode. That's how they get to And the Life 360 stays in place until you have graduated college. College? You have graduated college and are on your own. You got to talk to You live in our house. You live under our roof. You will follow the rules of the Schwartz abode. So let's say Bradley continues this upward trajectory as a snapper. Yeah. And he gets, he's at college. He's living there Mm -hmm. as a college football player, maybe saving you money on college. He's still required to have the Life 360 on him? Of course, absolutely. See, I would think that 18 is the cutoff. No. You graduate high school. I don't need to know that you're at a bar on a Tuesday night in Tuscaloosa. Go out. I don't care if he, I don't care if he wants to go out with his, people and he goes to college we just if if there's a problem we need to know where he had been like i'm not looking at, i wouldn't be sitting there on saturday night with my wife tracking watching a movie him. tracking him but if we find out that something happened then we would like to be able to go back and track you want the was. paper trail right okay i wish you can talk to my mother joanne <laughs> you know uh i would sign up for that after graduate college i can take it off sayonara you if you graduate if you're not living at home then you're on your own. I mean, that's that's the ultimate goal as a parent, but the, is to get the kids out of the house and on their own so you're not beholden to them at every nook and cranny, every moment of the day. The, here's the thing, though, with Life 360. I'm for it. I understand what, what it's about. Like, God forbid something happens, you know where you are. But parents will abuse it time to time. My mother just took that extra step. That's why I couldn't take it no more. And you see now, I'm, it, it's working fine. He's at MacArthur High School. He's at training camp. There's no problem. That's the way it's supposed to happen. That's the way it works. Now, the next thing is you need to have one of those, like, activity trackers on him. So you can see how hard he's working at practice. Send him a little text, like, pick it up, buddy. Your numbers are <laughs> off from yesterday. <laughs> Try harder. <laughs> well, I, listen, I have, I have, like, bruises all over my hands from catching the snap, so I don't need to know that he's not working hard. Yeah, I, um, I, I know we've had a lot of fun with the, with the football careers of the Schwartz yeah. kids, but it it is, it's amazing that you guys are going through this. It's awesome. I'm I'm jealous. I'm happy. I'm mm-hmm. hopeful for him. It's amazing that he is a recruitable college football player. That's awesome. It's it's been a fun ride. It's yeah. been it's it's hard to believe that he's going to a senior year of high school. I yeah. can't like it, that, that. Like my wife and I keep talking about this. It's like it, it like how did this happen? I, I was looking, you hyping him up when he was in the eighth grade. I know. Well, I, I mean, because this is, he started. This is original hype man right here. He started, he started really ascending like seventh and eighth grade because that's when he really picked things up. Yesterday, I just I went back on Facebook and looked at some really, really old peewee f- pictures of him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how did we get from this point to yeah. this point? And we'll see. It's not over yet. We'll see what happens. All right. In the meantime, headlines and maybe stunned to a news. Yeah, I think we have that uh, coming up here. Uh, we'll begin, first of all, in San Diego. Rewind hit hard on a line. That's a deep left center field. Nobody going to catch that. Wow. And it's gone. A home run. Oh, boy. Hit the top of the wall and went out. Jazz Chisholm Jr., the center fielder, is standing in front of the warning track with his hands on his hips. He can't believe that ball got out of here. But it sure did. Number 24. 
for Manny Machado. That was Jesse Agler on Padres Radio. Padres over the Marlins 6-2. Also in that game, Ha Sung Kim hit a grand slam. Now to Oakland, where the Royals and A's were tied at four in the ninth inning, and then the Royals got rooked. Here's the pitch to Rooker, and on the way, and Rooker, it's a high fly ball, left center field, going back, Melendez at the track, he'll turn in, it is gone! A game-winning home run to left center field by Rooker in the bottom of the ninth, and the A's win it by the final of 6-4. to four. That I was, see what you did there. You like that, huh? I did. I did. I rooked. A little cool in the gang in the background there at the end. Was like that, that from so, you or from them? No, that was in the stadium. Oh, okay. That was in the stadium. Celebration. Ken Korak on A's Radio. Now to Seattle, where the Mariners really dumped all over the White Sox. Here's the pitch to Rooker. And on now the stretch by Tucson the 2 0 pitch. Swing and a well hit ball down the right field line. Stay fair. It is fair. It is gone. Goodbye, baseball. For Cal Raleigh, his last three home runs have been tucked right inside the right field corner. Holy smoke for Cal, number 23 on the year. And he gives the Mariners a 6-1 to lead here on the top of the fifth inning. Oh, we didn't get a big dumper there from Rick Riz on Mariners Radio, but Cal Raleigh homered twice in the game, drove in six, and the Mariners win their seventh in a row, beat the White Sox 14-2. to the Reds and Angels washed out because of Tropical Storm Hillary. They'll play a doubleheader on Wednesday. In 11, the Diamondbacks over the Rangers 4-3. Yeah, the Mets pound the Braves 10-4. Astros 9, Red Sox 4. The Pirates over the Cardinals 11-1. Phillies 10, Giants 4. And the Cubs over the Tigers 7-6. NFL preseason, the streak is over. Commanders beat the Ravens 29-28. The Ravens Preseason winning streak ends at 24. Here's more from Ravens head coach John Harbaugh on the meaning of preseason games. Tell me it was meaningless out there what you just saw. If you like football, is that a meaningless football game? You know, I can't respect anybody that says that because of the effort these guys put into it. That's that's what you're proud of. That's that's why I'm so proud of these guys for the way they fought. It doesn't matter win or loss. It matters matters the the way they went about their business tonight. And I'm proud of them for that, always will be. You know, to follow up on our conversation earlier about you know, the meaning of preseason games, I think I would feel better about preseason games if they didn't charge regular season prices for them. Of course. I mean, I know that's why they do it, because they have to open up the stadium anyway, and they are still got to get concession people. Like It's still a game. They're opening up the stadium. But you can't, you can't tell me that a preseason game should have the same ticket value that a regular season game should. And you're required to buy them as a season ticket holder. I know the Jet and Giants season ticket holders are. I don't know if every team in the league does that. When I first had Jet season tickets, you didn't, and then they slowly made it an option, and then they made it mandatory. Yeah, and and it's it's, it's not a... I I understand both sides here, and I'm, I guess, on the other side of John Harbaugh, but it's like the game has meaning, but it obviously has far less meaning than regular season games. Or Lamar Jackson would have not have been watching it in a bucket hat with an earpiece in right. the entire game. Right. Here, my solution to these preseason games that I don't think, especially teams that have the new stadiums and they're trying to fill dates and sell tickets. My my solution to the preseason would be cut it to two games, and every game should be at a neutral site. They should give these preseason games to markets who don't have NFL teams. So, like for example, the Jets and Giants play put the game at Rutgers yeah like you know yeah, make play it at clo- Albany you know, or, or, or somewhere like you know you have uh the Eagles and the Steelers play it you know I don't know play it in 
you know Bethlehem or you know like you know find find a, another place close by to play right and and give give NFL football to fans who can't see it in person yeah that's a good idea you still have you know wouldn't have the same level of talent on the field but that's a good idea but that, I think that would help spruce it up a little bit for sure uh, the Colts have reportedly granted running back Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade Michigan imposes a three game suspension for head coach Jim Harbaugh to begin the twenty 23 season. And now it's time to get stunned. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. You know, a power outage is always an unfortunate thing, Bogues, as we know as as homeowners. It really doesn't matter whether you're a homeowner, you rent an apartment, or even, you know, in a place of work when the power goes out, it can be a big, big inconvenience and it could be caused by any number of reasons it could be an overload of power there could have been a car accident where the car knocks over a, a pole any any weather related power outages anything can happen but a power outage in new jersey recently was due to an unlikely culprit and that was a fish that was likely put there by a bird this happened in <laughs> sayerville new jersey a power outage that cut electricity to a New Jersey community a week ago was due to an unlikely culprit, a fish that was apparently dropped by a bird and landed on a transformer. Sayerville police said that Jersey Central Power and Light Company workers working on the August 12th outage that cut power to a large area of Lower Sayerville found a fish on the transformer in the New Jersey community southwest of New York's Staten Island. Kevin, you're a Jersey guy. Are you familiar with that area? Sarahville, New Jersey, maybe 20 minutes, 25 minutes away. And I, we, I, I go through Sarahville every day to get to the city. And you were not aware of this? I was not aware of oh, this. Well, here you go. Uh, they're guessing a bird dropped it as it flew over, according to police on their Facebook page. In a later post, they had a bit of fun asking readers to remember the fish as the victim in this senseless death, dubbing <laughs> him Gilligan and calling him a hardworking family man and a father to thousands. The suspect, they say, was last seen flying south, and readers <laughs> were urged not to try and apprehend him because although he isn't believed to be armed, he may still be very dangerous. Now, thoughts, and, thoughts and comments. You weren't here yesterday, so you won't know this, but this is the second consecutive stun to a news based on a bird dropping prey from the sky. <laughs> So we've got a serious conversation to have This is like here. a run of quarterbacks at the NFL draft. Well, or do we have butterfingers among birds? Do they need to work on their hand strength and their grips here? Or are they actually not dropping things by accident? Are these things on purpose? Did yesterday's hawk drop that snake on a lady as an attack? And did this bird drop this fish on the transistor to knock out the power? And was it an act... Uh, for hire. Like was this was this bird right. he could be a hit bird. A hit bird, right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm listen I'm listening. I'll, All things are on the table. I'm looking at the same article that Peter uh, was just saying. They actually made a sketch <laughs> of the bird as a suspect <laughs> sketch. You have a black and white bird. <laughs> but don't distract from the we might have an actual problem here. If either birds are accidentally or on purpose dropping things from the sky. This is happening too often. Too often. 
a bird drops a snake and attacks the lady who the snake falls on. And now this bird with the bad grip drops a fish into a transistor and the whole town loses power. But how does a bird get a fish up in the the water? Oh, dude, you gotta Google this, man. Birds swooping down and fishing is no. I've commonplace. seen. I know grizzly bears, obviously, mm, but have tails. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> but I never heard of a bird just yeah. grabbing a. And this is a big See, fish. You got to go a guppy. You, you haven't been to a the beach. The birds dive in. I mean, this is a. I also hate thing. fish to begin with. Like. I'll be honest with you. I kind of have a fear of fish. Okay. So I would be terrified. So you hate fish. Botcher hates snakes. Like if... All right. So, so I don't like cats. <laughs> I'm allergic, so it's okay. But Pete is going to really be on our case this week. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no, but I just had a fear. I remember when I was nine years old, my neighbor caught this giant blue fish. And he was showing it off, and I opened the cooler. Now, I'm thinking the fish is obviously dead. Right. The eyes would be shut. Oh, of course. I don't, uh, I don't I think the they cooler. have eyelids. I was nine years old. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> and I opened the cooler, and then, bam, it's staring at me to this day. Petrified. Won't even touch one. I finally got over the shrimp salmon fear by eating it. <laughs> Other than that, I want nothing to do with... Any fish. I finally got over the shrimp salmon fear. <laughs> well, baby steps, Kevin. Baby steps. <laughs> Just keep working hard on yourself. I wonder if this is going to make power companies take further notice to how they leave wires out in the open. Like, do they have to now put a a uh, fish cover or a bird cover on these wires to avoid this happening again? Maybe. Or is this just like one of those things that happen? Uh, that's the question. Mm-hmm. Was this a was this a bad accident or is this again the beginning of a bird takeover? That transformer got fish fried. We'll see you guys in a second on the DA show, CBS Sports Radio. Peter Schwartz never disappoints, that's for sure. Uh, final few moments of hour number three on this Tuesday, bogus in for DA. Hour number four begins. Sounds of Saturday. We'll take a look at the Penn State Nittany Lions. Their radio voice, Steve Jones, will join us also. Oregon radio voice Jerry Allen next hour. But when you think of Penn State football last year, you'll remember that they won 11 games. And win 11 came at the Rose Bowl over Utah. A game, again, cementing and finishing off one of the better seasons in recent memory for Penn State, but also providing us with one of our favorite moments from January of this year. We are live right at the Rose Bowl where no big deal Penn State Demolished, dominated, controlled number eight Utah in an absolute dominant victory. So let me just tell you this, folks, for the future, 2023, look out for the Nets. They dominate with Sean Clifford, six-year quarterback, no big deal. They got Juala coming in, two freshman running backs, dominant. We'll see you next year. We'll see in the playoffs. You know, we might actually see them in the playoffs. That's on the table. That's how good Penn State is. So how actually smart was a drunk Ryan Hickey on New Year's Day walking out of the Rose Bowl last year? That clip, no big deal. And whatever he, whatever variation of domination he tried to get out, that almost sounds like Donovan McNabb to me. <laughs> he also says Gerard's coming in. It's Drew Aller became Gerard in his stumbling, mumbling ways. That's an all-timer from Ryan Hickey. Hick at night, the guy who most recently interviewed for Sean's job in a tuxedo. 
He's also cursed by accident on the air. He gives you his hot takes from a cold shower these days as well. But this might have been really the initial, this might have been the door opening to the real rough, cutting edge, risque hickey. Is him thinking the world needed a live reaction video while he was drunk walking out of this game, and we got that magic. I got to have a beer with Hickey, no doubt. I don't think he can have a beer with Hickey. I think that's the problem. That's a lot of beers based on how he was talking. Yeah. No big deal. Demolished. Demolished. No big deal. Freshman running backs. Seen the playoffs. And they might. And God forbid. I mean, what's going to... what? How would Hickey he handle went, a college football playoff he semifinal? He went to a lacrosse semifinal for yeah. Penn State. That's that's pretty far. No, you know what? But I'm in. I'm in on that. I'm in on alma mater school spirit. I'm jealous that he, he went to the Rose Bowl to watch his team play. Then that's a pretty cool thing. And then he came out of it hammered and gave us that video for shared it with the entire world, and it will never ever go away. No big deal. Uh, no big deal, but Steve Jones, voice of the Nittany Lions, will join us next hour. And again, Oregon's radio voice, Jerry Allen, too. We still have to sneak in the wrong apology from our friends down the hall and maybe a thought or two on the Commanders and the Ravens. A busy final hour, and it's next on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 